Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goal Line Stance Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christopher Linfont, with my co-host, Nick Sparber. Nick, how are you doing today? Having a rough day. What should be getting better with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we have some things to talk about. It's May 23rd, 2018, and there's a lot happening in the world of the NFL. Um, Nick, do you want to talk about a little bit what we're going to talk about today? Sure. We're going to be talking about a little... We're going to do a little quick draft review, even though we... I mean, it's been a month, but... It's still important to get done. Yeah, it's still important. we got to get it done. Haven't had a show in a while. We've been kind of busy. Yeah. Why is Des Bryant still available? Nobody knows. Well, I kind of um, have an idea. But we'll, you know... We'll, we'll, talk, we'll about talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll o- debate it a little OTA bit. OTA starting up. Um, who has shown up, who's not shown up. Yeah, kind of a who's who. Yeah. And the national anthem... Yeah, that policy got released about, what, five minutes ago? I think so, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so right before we started talking here. <clears throat> so, all right. So, again, the first topic we're going to talk about is our little draft review. So, last month in April, late April, the NFL hosted its annual draft, and we were not short of any surprises. Nick, number one overall was pretty surprising. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I thought they were going to go with Sam Darnold, but I guess I was wrong. I Obviously, think we all thought that, you know. That point, I mean, everybody... I think Sam Darnold's the most pro-ready quarterback. I don't see why they didn't go with him. He was definitely the most um, pro-ready, but I think that Baker Mayfield has the most upside, in all honesty. The general consensus was that it was going to be Sam Darnold, and it turned out it just wasn't going to be. I guess they made a decision, I guess months ago, but they were feeding yeah. the media something different. <clears throat> yeah. But... A lot of people, including myself, expected Baker Mayfield, but the, I mean, I'm sorry, Sam Darnold, but the morning of, you know, we did our mock draft the day before. I think Cleveland is just a merry-go-round of quarterbacks, and that's another person on the merry-go-round, Baker Mayfield. You think he's going to flop? Yeah. I think he has the potential not to flop, but going to Cleveland, you have no idea because it's just been flop after flop. And then flop number two, my New York Giants take the best player in the draft. Saquon Barkley. I have to agree. He's one of the best players in the draft. The. The best player? Yeah. Okay, I can see it. Um, Yeah, no surprise there. That pick was definitely the most everybody saw coming. No one thought the Giants would do anything different. And they went with Saquon Barkley and and made the right decision, I think. He's going to really help that offense out that's kind of struggled the past year. Yeah, But, you know, Eli's coming back. They got OBJ coming coming back. back. Sterling Shepard's there, too. Nate Solder. Nate Solder's a big addition on that one. Hernandez in the second round. That was a solid, solid pick. Okay, moving on to number three. We had the Jets taking Sam Darnold. We knew they were coming up for a quarterback. They were going for a quarterback. Sam Darnold's definite pick. Best player available. The quarterback position had to take him there. The Browns kind of surprised us again at number four. They picked Denzel Ward, the cornerback of all people. Everybody expected Bradley Chubb to go. Literally all the mock drafts I saw had Bradley Chubb. I swear I saw Bradley Chubb getting up before they got you picked think, Denzel you Ward. You saw that? Well, Denzel Ward, I mean, he looked pretty happy coming out, so I think he was a little shocked too. But, you know, he's from Ohio State because he's staying in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Not too bad for him. Uh, Bradley Chubb to the Broncos as soon as he I fell. I think that's crazy. I think John Elway was licking his chops there. Like, I yeah. can't believe this dude just fell to us. He shouldn't have. Him and Von Miller paired up. Oh, my God. That's going to, like... Imagine stacking Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on oh the edge. Oh, my. I don't want to face that team. That's that's going to be rough for any offense coming in there. And then at number six, Quentin, Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Number six, Quentin Nelson. Got, he's going to be there literally just to help 
Andrew Luck stay on his feet. Yeah, Andrew Luck. He cannot get hurt again. A lot of injury issues. You know, his shoulders been bothering him mainly because that offensive line doesn't. Yeah, he's been on the floor. He's been on the floor the whole game most of the time. Yeah, and they can't let that happen anymore if they want their franchise quarterback to actually, you know, do things and play. Um. So after that, the Bills took Josh Allen, kind no of the heir to the K gun there, Kelly. He's got that strong arm that Kelly had, and he's a little wild, just like Kelly. But you know, the Bills are hoping they can get somebody to go in there and, and make a difference on that offense after trading away Tyrod Taylor, which I thought was a mistake. Honestly, I think Tyrod Taylor is not as bad as people make him out to be. But you know, the Bills do what the Bills want to do. The Bills Mafia represents. Going back, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think Baker Mayfield takes over for Tyrod Taylor? Or do you think Tyrod I think Cleveland's going to want to put Baker Mayfield there. The, yeah, the they're trying to sell tickets. Yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor is just you know, getting pushed around a little too much, though. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, but Number Baker eight. Mayfield probably is better than Number eight, the Bears like Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith's a good Solid player. pick. Yeah, I think he's going to really help that you know, middle linebacking core. Uh I think he's kind of hit his ceiling, but he's still a very good player. You think he's hit his ceiling? Yeah. Well, if he has, he's still a yeah, he's still very good. starter. So, I think he's got a lot of upside. He's going to really help that team out. The Bears really want to get their defense rolling again. That's really what they found success in in, what, the 80s? was really their defense. The only mm-hmm. time they won a Super Bowl. All right, number nine. This really surprised me. It was Mike McGlinchey to the 49ers. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Did not see that coming, and... Honestly, I thought they would trade back. What do you think, Nick? I thought they would uh, trade back, try to get a wide receiver for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I understand the pick. Got to keep him on his feet. He's your franchise quarterback. You just paid him tons of money. Yeah. Keep him on his feet. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's going to be a good team, though, next year. The 49ers. Do they have any weapons on the outside? I don't don't know. It doesn't really matter, though, because Jimmy Garoppolo... They don't have a running back anymore. Oh, they did trade Carlo. Did they draft a running back? No. No. I don't think so. Okay. All right, well, number 10, staying in that division, the Arizona Cardinals selected Josh Rosen, quarterback. Um, you know, he he's kind of controversial. He I makes, think he's a very good, he's very accurate, but... No question about that, yeah. He's got had some injury problems in his shoulder. You never want that in a quarterback, obviously. Um, he has a loud mouth, very confident. Yeah, he kind of ends up on ESPN a little yeah. more than you want, but... He's very um, confident, though. I like that. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being confident, in all honesty. I mean, you got to be confident to be an NFL quarterback. you got to make it out to the best. Yeah, so number 11, Minka Fitzpatrick went to the Dolphins. I was surprised he fell this far. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I thought that if the Cleveland Browns really wanted a defensive back, you should have took Minka Fitzpatrick. He was the best one on the board. Yeah, honestly, Minka, Minka was the best defensive back in this class, in my opinion. Um, Alabama always puts out these great defenders, too. So I don't think there's any, you know, question about how he would turn out in the NFL. So then at 12, the Buccaneers picked Vita Bay. I'm not super sold on him. I don't like him I think he can be the next Haloti Nada, but I also think he has a potential to be a draft bust. I mean, I thought the Buccaneers... They already have Gerald McCoy down there. Well, he's getting older, though. Yeah. I thought, honestly, they should have went with... um, Derwin James, the Florida State mm-hmm. safety. safety. They really needed a safety. He fell right near their hands. They didn't pull the trigger. It was very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. 
And he, he falls down to 17 with the Chargers, but we'll get to him in a second. Then the Redskins at 13 went with Jerron Payne. He's a good Alabama. They need him now since Saquon Barkley's yeah, in that they gotta, division. Yeah, they got to hit Saquon Barkley. Zeke Elliott's in that any, division. Uh, do you think they had any, you know, I don't think they really had. I think they wanted him since the beginning, but now there's three top-tier running backs in that division. J.J.I., Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley now. And the only one without a top-tier running back is the Redskins. It's the Redskins. Yeah, so, you know, they're going to need some help on that front, too. But they ended up going with the defensive tackle. Uh, overall, solid move, though. Then we have... Marcus Davenport. He was controversial. A lot of people thought he shouldn't go in the first round. I thought he was a good edge rusher. Didn't the Saints though. trade up for him? They did, actually. Everybody thought that this is 100% um, Lamar Jackson during the draft, and they come out and take Marcus Davenport. They paid a lot for him, so they must be really confident in him. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of potential. Him with Cameron Jordan on the edges. Yeah, that's that's deadly if you're um, you know, in that in division. That division. Um, but I was, I was surprised by it. I thought they wouldn't trade up for him. I thought he probably would have been there where they were, in all honesty. But, mm-hmm. you know. And then the Raiders, I don't know what John Gruden is doing. I had yeah. a second round grade on Colton Miller. In Colton all Miller, yeah, he's not great. I don't. He's, he's slow, slow. I do not know why on earth he picked Colton Miller, but he did. I mean, nothing against Colton Miller. He's a good player, but he was not graded for first round. I think this is a major reach. Uh, I think John he's Gruden, not even better than that guy from Texas. Uh, what's his name? Connor Williams. Connor Williams. I had Connor Williams above him. Yeah. So. Major reach by the Raiders there, but, you know, John Gruden, maybe he sees something I don't. We all don't. You never know. Then the Bills at 16, Tremaine Edmonds. I actually predicted this in my Baltimore Feather mock draft. I had them train with the Ravens to get Tremaine Edmonds, and the Ravens were at 16. This is exactly what happened. I think the Bills are getting, you know, their defense beefed up. They're trying to make a run. They got to the playoffs yeah. last year with Tyron Taylor. They just got... They're trying to make a push for that Super Bowl Josh that Allen. they so want with Josh yeah. Allen. Josh Allen going to bring in a Super Bowl? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think they, so. they got to get past the Patriots. I first. really don't think so. Watch out for those Jets. they got three quarterbacks oh, now. Oh, go gangrene, right? Yeah. All right, so then the Chargers get Derwin James. This is probably the seal of the first round, in all honesty. Um, I thought for sure he was a top 10 player. He falls to 17. The Chargers essentially just caught a fly ball there. It was just coming right towards them, and they didn't have to do anything to get him. They needed safety help anyway. This is a great. I think pick. the Chargers could be pretty well good next year. They went Mike Williams last is going to come back. Yeah, Mike Williams. He's That's first round pick last year. Yeah, um, Melvin Gordon. Melvin plays Gordon better. is a stud. Phil Rivers. I don't know anything Rivers about their own line. Some, he's he's got Joey some Bosa's a stud. They are really a deadly team. That that division's wide open too. You have the Broncos, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and um, Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders are coming off a terrible year, for the Raiders at least. The you Broncos know. didn't play well. Broncos last year. did not play well at all. I don't even. Did they even draft a quarterback? They needed one. They didn't even. The Chargers? No, the the Broncos. No, I don't think they did. They oh, they got crossing Case Keenum. Case Keenum, but you know, is he really gonna pan out? He had one good year. Um. You know, I think that that division's wide open. The Chargers are probably gonna take it next year. They traded away. <laughs> The Chiefs traded away Alex Smith, which was a major disaster move. Patrick Mahomes. He's I, not, I have him as a draft bus. I'm sorry. He played one know, game last year. That. Couldn't do anything in the reps he got. So, you know, hope it works right. out for him. But I don't Number think 18, the Greenback Packers like Jer- Jer- Jair, Jair, Jair Alexander, cornerback, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, he's a good cornerback. He's a corner, corner. 
Yeah, he's going to really do well for that Packers defense, which is honestly not good. Uh, the Packers we saw with Aaron Rodgers out can't do anything. Aaron so they really the need... whole team. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the Packers. they got to move away from just him. If they can get a real defense mm-hmm. in there, they can be really deadly. But right now I don't think they'll go 10-6 and six if he's healthy, maybe 11-5, and five, but they're not going anywhere in the playoffs if they don't have a defense. It's a shock of the first round. Was taken at number 19. Leighton Vanderas? Leighton Vanderas. Why on earth is Jerry Jones taking that linebacker right there? I they thought for ha- sure. They drop Des Bryant. They have no wide receivers. They take Leighton Vanderas from Boise State, of all places. Yeah. Come on. Well, Boise State has a good program. Oh, don't, don't please. Their blue field. Ever see that? Oh, thing? please. But no, Leighton Vanderas got that a lot of That was our joke of a team. But they really needed wide receivers. I thought for sure this was either DJ Moore. Or Calvin Ridley here, for sure. They are a and joke of a both. franchise. And and um, Jason Witten is retiring. They have no offense but outside of Zeke they had and Dak. They drafted a tight end in the later rounds, I think. I don't know. Still going to suck. I forgot his name, but I don't know if they're going to suck. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, though. No. I don't think so. Um, I think Philly's going to win the division. Sorry to tell oh, you that. Oh, please. With I think that. the Giants have a shot at making the playoffs, but I don't know. They might be a Giants are going 16 and 0. 16 and 0. That's a hot take. Okay, so 20. I think we talked about this on our mock draft. Was the Lions looking for line help? Yeah, they took the Frank center Frank Rag now. He's good. He, he's a solid guy for uh, Matt Stafford to be paired with on that line. Then you have the Bengals going for another center. Billy Price. Uh, Billy Price. Ohio State. Ohio State. He's pretty good. I think the Bengals really do need that help. Keep Andy Dalton upright for however much longer Andy Dalton has. I mean, I think he's not really good. I think he's got more time than Joe Flacco. Uh, it kind of looks like it, to be honest with you. <laughs> the way things are trending, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Titans picked Rashawn Evans at 21. I think that that's a good pick. That's Alabama linebackers pick. are always good. I don't know the last yeah. time there's ever been one that's a draft bust. Uh, you look at C.J. Mosley, he's one of the more recent ones coming out of Alabama, and he has just been a stud for the Ravens. Rashawn Evans is a little smaller than Mosley, but he's a little more athletic, I think. He can make a lot of plays on the field, a lot of run-stuffing ability, and some coverage ability, too. So the Titans really got a good pick there. The Patriots go and fill their void at offensive tackle once they sold it left with Isaiah Wynn at offensive tackle out of Georgia. They just had to do it. Yeah, I think that there was a no-brainer pick at that point. Plus, if Tom Brady's not upright, your team's done. Some people thought that that would be Lamar Jackson at that pick. I didn't uh, think so. I don't, see, I don't think that type of quarterback fits the Patriots, what they no. want to do. I was surprised they didn't take a quarterback at all until really late, right? We're on to Carolina now. Yeah, number Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore, wide receiver. Finally, wide receiver, first wide receiver off the board, DJ Moore. Not sold on him as a first-round product. A lot of people thought he was better than Calvin Ridley. I don't think so. I think Calvin Ridley is a better overall receiver. But DJ Moore's a little bit faster. He's gonna be your slot guy if you're the Panthers. He's not really that big. No, he's about five eleven. Yeah. Which so is Odell Beckham. Yeah, but Odell Beckham's more, you know, stud. Yeah, he's not. This is not Odell Beckham on the field. Ravens finally make a pick after trading down twice oh, at twenty five. This Hayden is Hurst. a terrible pick. This is the pick you said they were gonna make. I though. told you, I know, but I still don't think it's a good pick. I think it's an okay pick. I really want a Calvin Ridley. I you had like, the chance to get him. You should have got him. Hey, I, didn't, I wasn't making the calls there. Ozzie Smith's Look, a bum. Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, same thing. Look, I think it's an okay pick. I think he only ever dropped one pass in college, and the Ravens have a ton of guys who have dropped passes over the past three years. 
So I can definitely see where they're coming from this. But at the same time, I think Calvin Ridley would have been a more electrifying pick. Hayden Hurst, 24 years old. He's going to be 25 soon. You know, it's kind of oh. risky, but... The Atlanta Falcons pick Calvin Ridley. Yeah, this is where Calvin Ridley went. That's a wild wide receiver group now. Yeah, Sanu. Julio Jones, Sanu, Calvin Ridley. That is... I don't Devontae even think this is a Freeman, hot take. This isn't even a hot Kevin take Coleman, point, that, that is still Matt the best Ryan. offense. Best wide receiver core. Yeah. There's no question. And then at 27, the Seahawks overreached here to get Rashad Penny. I thought he was a third rounder, but they jump up to get him. From SDSU. He was, he was one of the, I think he was the, either the touchdown leader or rushing leader in college for like three years or something, which was ridiculous. He's a good running back. I didn't think he'd go in the first round, but the Seahawks get their pick. I mean, to be honest with you, they didn't need a running back because, you know, Russell Wilson was that entire offense, and you can't have him do everything like Aaron Rodgers. They missed the playoffs last year because they didn't have a running game, in yeah. all honesty. They're but I don't think, I think if they were going to pick up a running back in the first round, if it's not Saquon Barkley, you take Darius Geis. Darius Geis, um, he kind of rubbed some teams the wrong way, though. Did you hear yeah. about that? He, he, he was immature to some owners and well, GMs, Supposedly, apparently. they asked him some weird questions. Yeah. I don't know how but true that is. He, he like, walked out of meetings. Just some, some weird behavior he gave to the GMs, and they just didn't want to deal with it. So he falls... Out of the first round completely, which was, you know, not too shocking, but I thought he would mm. have a shot to go a little higher than he actually did. With the 28th pick, the Steelers, Steelers take Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, the brother of Tremaine Edmonds. He plays for, played for Virginia Tech also. Good pick. They just got rid of their safety. Um, Edmonds is going to come in there and start I think right he's away. good with him and J, uh, J.J. Watt's brother, T.J. Watt. At the linebacker position? Yeah, T.J. Watt was really something last year. Yeah, he... he Kind of hurt us a little bit, the Ravens. But, you know, T.J. Watt's a good player. They're going to add to this defense. And Ben Roethlisberger. They have a pretty his... good defense now. Uh, sad mm-hmm. to say about James Harrison, but that would been Harrison's a cr- gone, yeah. crazy wa- linebacker crew with T.J. Watt, James Harrison, and Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. And then the Jaguars of 29, adding to their defense, which is already just incredible, with Taven Bryan, defensive tackle of Florida. I mean, they already had Kalias Campbell. Yeah, that defensive line, that defensive... Everything about that defense yeah. is amazing. They really are putting a good team together. They can make a Super Bowl run. I think they They're can. They're sticking with Blake Bortles, which Bortles is the is best Bortles is a great quarterback ever. He is not as bad as people think, okay? Blake Bortles... Hot take? You know Blake Bortles has more playoff wins than Joe... Joe Namath? Broadway Joe, yeah. Joe Namath. He's got more playoff wins than Joe Namath. So, oh, Hall of Famer Blake Bortles inbound. Okay. Mike Hughes to the Vikings out of UCF. Simple Vikings pick. just helping out that defense. That's, you know, they had, a, I think, the best defense overall last year. And now they're just adding to it. Patriots, 31. Always going to be 31. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. They really needed some running back help. You know, they lost with Garrett Brown last year. It feels uh, like there's a revolving I think they, door. They lost though. another running back this year. He went to the Titans. But I, they have a revolving door there. I mean, it seems like every other year they've got a new running back in that system. Yeah, it's but they, it always now. works out. It works, so I'm not questioning it, but it just seems like a revolving door. And finally, the Ravens trade in with the, the Eagles to pick at 32, Lamar Jackson. Look this the air of the was throne. a little crazy. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted out something about Joe Flacco's contract, which is misleading. First of all, I want to set the record straight. If they do cut Joe Flacco in 2019, they have to pay him about eight to ten million in dead cap, depending on the way it's structured. 
They're still going to pay him a lot of money if they cut him. So, Joe Just Flacco will be the starter 2018. Joe Flacco will likely be the starter 2019. And there's even a chance Joe Flacco will be the starter in 2020. By that time, he'll be 36, though. Basically, this is a pick that is not all that different to Jimmy Garoppolo a few years ago. Where they say, okay, our quarterback has X amount of years left. We're going to put an offense around him now. I mean, you look at all the deals. Michael Crabtree was signed to a three-year deal. Joe Flacco can probably play for another three years. Michael Crabtree is not a receiver that Lamar Jackson could use. He's not a fast, you know, run-around guy because Lamar Jackson's not going to need a possession wide receiver like Crabtree. This is a pick that essentially the Ravens are going to gamble on that he can be the next heir to the franchise. Because if you look at Ravens' history, the quarterbacks before Joe Flacco, they didn't have anybody until 2008. They were a team in, they formed in 1996. Their best quarterback was Steve McNair, who played for like two seasons there. They drafted Kyle They Bowler. were always carried. The Ravens are always, were always and still are carried by their defense. Oh, yeah, no question. But at least they have somewhat of an offense around Joe Flacco. Now? I don't even know if they do 2012 now. they did. 2014 they did. Yeah. They fell off Joe under Mark Tressel, who had played for everything. Who they have? Michael Crabtree, now John Brown. They got John Brown. Willie Sneed. Will, the oh, Willie Sneed. Um, don't sleep on him. No, they have a good offense. Hayden Hurst. Collins at running back. Hayden Hurst at tight end. They got Mark Andrews later in, in the draft. Whatever so, happened, didn't they have Spencer Ware for a I don't think court? they had Spencer no. Ware. No, they never did. They had one of That's those running backs, I thought. I yeah. Know. All right, well, that concludes the first round. Other notable players, second round, Nick Chubb to the Browns. They got a running back. Buccaneers got Ronald Jones. Later in the draft, though, the Steelers. Take Mason Rudolph. Which has caused a lot of controversy, so I want to talk about this for a couple minutes. What do you think about the Mason Rudolph situation with Ben Roethlisberger? I think it's perfectly fine. Do you think because Ben Roethlisberger is being a little I, bit of a crybaby over this? Well, he said that he, he will help him out, so I don't mean... But he's made some weird comments, though. Uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger is a little butthurt that his career is going to end soon. Yeah, and he's not healthy enough to... I no, mean, he, he can't sustain more than... Yeah, barely. Ever. I don't remember a lot. Man, I think he did this past season, but usually he doesn't. He's got maybe he's one year left. Plus. You know, he always so. flirts with retirement, yeah. so I don't know what his problem is yeah, he with them like, drafting yeah. Yeah, a like, quarterback. Well, he's like, oh, I might retire this offseason. Then after they draft, draft they quarterback, he's like, I've got three to five years left. Yeah. Like, okay, Jeez. buddy. Okay, just... Yeah. Kind of try and bastard. screw over your team like that, yeah. but, you know, whatever. All right, so moving on from our little mock... Or not our mock draft, our draft recap there, we're going to talk a little bit about the Des Bryant situation. Mm. Why is he still available... What, what is the reasoning for this? So, I want to start out first. The only known offer, I think... Was from the Ravens. Came from Baltimore, which was like... I think I heard $21 million over like three deals. He turned it down. Um, he wants a one-year proven deal like Alshon Jeffrey got with the Eagles. But it doesn't look like he's going to get it at this point. He's still in the market after a month. I mean, if you released Des Bryant two years ago, he would have been the hottest thing on the market. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't seem anybody wants him. I don't know why, though. Do you though. think that he made a mistake? Because he says he doesn't regret declining they, Baltimore's uh, offer. I think he's waiting out for a certain team to offer him. He wants the Packers, that, I heard. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers said something that he doesn't really want him there. Yeah. And I thought, I think he's really waiting out for the New York Giants, to be I honest. think he does want the Giants, I heard. 
or any team in that division. It could be any. They, he wants to play the Cowboys. Well, yeah, but it seems like he has a personal vendetta. I don't think a lot of teams want to deal with his attitude. He's yeah. kind of had some problems over the years with that. But, I mean, what kind of deal do you think he'll get? I think he's, get I think he's looking for he a one-year. So That's one the year only thing he deal. could get. At this point, I think it's only what he's going to get. I think someone's going to get hurt in OTAs or training camps. And they're just going to say, we need a wide receiver. Des Bryant's on the market. Kind of like, remember the uh, Jeremy Macklin situation last year when they cut him late and Baltimore went and picked him up? I mean, it's going to be kind of like that. Late in the, in the uh, process pick. But, you know, his prove-it deal he's looking for. Yeah, I don't see... Why he's still available? I would th- I would have thought he would have been picked up really quickly, but I don't know. What's Even going like the on. 49ers, they don't have a lot of weapons. I would have thought that they would go for him. Maybe, you know, Green Bay is kind of iffy. There hasn't know. been really rumors either. I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much other than Des Bryant talking. He's the yeah. only one that's supplying the rumors at this point. And even if you want to go back and get that deal from Baltimore, he's not going to get it now. They're, they got their receivers. Yeah. They got Willie Sneed. The, the Willie, Willie Sneed. Okay. He was good at one point. For, two, for a year or two, he was pretty good, and then he got hurt. So, mm-hmm. I'm confident in him. But, Des Bryant, I don't know if he's going to find anything soon. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. He's really the last big free agent on the market, in all honesty. Yeah. So, we'll see. Alright, moving on to our next topic. We're going to talk a little bit about OTAs, organized team activities. Who's there, who's not. So, first, the biggest story of who's not there is Le'Veon Bell. He's holding out for a new contract, but he's also getting up there in age. You want to talk about Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell, what's he, 29, 30-ish? Around um, there? He's getting around there. He's, he's up there. He's, and running oh, he's back, 26. He's 26. 20, oh, he's only 26. Okay. But he's when you one, get on your second contract, it's probably your last It's probably back. your last contract. He wants that lucrative, highest-paid running back in the league. Wants to be... I think he deserves it, too. He's been the best running back in the league for the past, what, yeah. five years? As much as I hate the Steelers, I yeah. gotta admit, Le'Veon Bell's a good running back. I think he's probably one of the best running backs in the league. The way and he's he, tired of getting franchise tagged. I, I would be, too. Yeah, he's got the Kirk Cousins situation going on. I mean, if the Steelers don't play their cards right, do you think that the, he just gets up and leaves? I mean, because eventually they can't, they can't keep franchise tagging him forever. I would get up and leave if I was him. There would be a huge market yeah. for him for a three- or four-year deal. I mean, get him to 30, 31, and then that'd be it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense what the Steelers are doing. A lot of things the Steelers are doing aren't making sense right now. Yeah, I you don't know. understand what they're doing. But I think this this team really needs to figure out what they want to do long-term with Le'Veon Bell because... I think this all starts with Ben Roethlisberger, what they want to do with him. You think it all starts with... Well, his, his contract is probably pretty big, too. Let me check that. But... Antonio Brown's going to be looking for a new contract, or did they sign him already? Uh, I'll check on that too, but first we'll check Ben Roethlisberger. I'll check Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm going on Track here, which I do not endorse Track, but Track is definitely the best contract website. So Ben Roethlisberger is due $12 million this year in base salary and six point two in a signing bonus. His cap hit will be $18 million for this year. If they were to cut him this year, it would be a $30 million dead cap situation. So his contract ends in... Tw- oh, I'm sorry, that's last year. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, his cap hit this year is $23.2 million, million. His dead cap, if they were to cut him, would be 17.4. So Roethlisberger's contract runs out in 2020. He'll be an undrafted free agent. At that time, he'll be 38 years old. 
Do we think Ben Roethlisberger can go until he's 38? No. Do you think he'll play until he's already 37? hinting he's gone. Well, yeah, but he hints that. But now he says he can play for five more years, and he's. I think it's just because Mason Rudolph's there. Yeah. So I think they they're picking a good insurance. Mason Rudolph's a great. What I think for Antonio Brown, he he's 29 years old. Okay, yeah. Already. It's kind of old he's for aging. the wide receiver. He's, he's getting old. He's got that big contract. If they cut him right now, he's they're giving him thirty million dollars. Well, they won't cut him right now. They're not going no. to. But if they were, and seven million dollar cap hit this year, next year he'll be thirty years old. He's getting twenty two million dollars. His contract runs out in twenty twenty one, right? Correct. Yeah. He or after. And Le'Veon Bell is saying, "I'm twenty six years old, and I'm pr- I'm proven, I'm." Almost better, if not better, than Antonio Brown with well, who's production. More val- who's more valuable to that Steelers offense, do you think? Le'Veon Bell. He could, I, catch, I the, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. He could run the ball. I mean, there are games where Antonio Brown yeah. doesn't do well. There's games that... Le'Veon they, Bell is usually going to get you... There's games that the cornerbacks and the defense will key on Antonio Brown. He can't do anything. Yeah. But... Big Ben can just turn around and hand the ball to Le'Veon yeah. Bell and, and even, make him do something. And even if Big Ben has a bad day, it's Le'Veon not going to affect Le'Veon around. Bell. So, um, I think he is more valuable to that offense, and he's just not being paid, which is... Sad. I mean, if they rub him the wrong way too much, he's not staying, regardless of how much they offer. I wouldn't it's stay. The, the Kirk Cousins situation. They rub Kirk Cousins the wrong way too much. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins wanted to go for a... Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a different animal. Yeah. But they're paying him, um, Le'Veon Bell, here, 145 Million dollars this year. If they franchise him again, it's going to be yeah. another hike on that. So they've got to figure out what to do with him. Can you franchise tag as much as you want? Yeah, but it just keeps skyrocketing. The pay gets more and more and more every year. Okay. The the Redskins would have had to pay Kirk Cousins like over thirty million dollars <laughs> this year, which would have just been. He's like, already oh, getting paid thirty million. He's getting like an eighty million dollar guaranteed contract, which is way too much to begin with. Um. So yeah, Le'Veon Bell has a problem. Zach Martin. You want to talk about Zach Martin? Oh, uh, Zach Martin doesn't show up to OTAs, just piling on the reasons why the Cowboys are are not looking too sharp this year. Zach Martin's probably the best, if not the best guard in in the league. He he's vital to that offense. If he doesn't show up for OTAs, he's not showing. He's it's bad. It's just not good. Well, yeah, the Cowboys. Just, the Cowboys just drafted a, a a guard, I think. Or tackle Connor Williams, right? Yeah, they drafted Connor Williams. And if Zach Martin didn't show up, why, do, why does Connor Williams want to show up? Well, Connor Williams probably sees this an opportunity to start soon. Yeah. I mean, look, Zach Martin's 27, so he's not super old. Because offensive linemen can go Could usually to like, like 30 early 30s. Or 32, 33, 35. Most, Outside of Joe say. Thomas. Yeah, well, Joe Thomas was, you know, the yeah. Joe Thomas. Um, but Zach Martin had a four-year, $8.9 million deal. That's his rookie deal, obviously. Yeah. I think was he franchise tag? I, I think so. They exercised the, the fifth year option, not the franchise tag. That's nine point three million dollars this year going to Zach Martin. Okay. He's un, he'll be an unverified free agent uh, next year, which means that he needs a contract. Do the do the Cowboys pay him? You think? I would say they have to because they don't want him going somewhere that could help. They need him to help Zeke do what he does. Because Zeke does not have that thousand rushing no. yard without that offensive line. As good as Zeke is, because there's no denying he's good. Yeah, it's that offensive line. I mean, they had um, Darren McFadden in there ran for a thousand yards. Yeah, when he was like coming off a terrible year, Darren McFadden ran for a thousand yards with his offensive line. It's just that good. 
they can't disassemble it without expecting to see loss in production. I would, I would, if I was the Cowboys, would try to get Zach Martin a deal quick because you don't want him, you know, having the same problem as Le'Veon Bell. You don't want to have to franchise tag him and have all this, these issues. It's just not worth it. Probably one of the biggest names not showing up to OTAs, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. Defensive tackle slash DN. Him and he's a big, he's their guy at, in Los Angeles. He's that defensive tackle they want. Defensive end, defense. He's ahead of that defense. You need him there. Yeah. Especially with Ndamukong Sue. He's a little, he's a head case. Yeah, they say Ndamukong Sue. That Rams team is going to be spectacular yeah. this year, first of all. But you got to pay Aaron Donald. That He's unbelievable. Well, he was, he, again, like Zach Martin, fifth year uh, Fifth year option. option. Correct. You got a cap hit of $6.8 million this year. They're paying him that much. Um, he'll be a free agent next year. He wants a deal. He wants to stay in L.A. I mean, why wouldn't you? You're 27. They're You've just got, getting good. Yeah. I mean, this is a perfect team to be All on. All upside. He he is one of the best pass rushers in this league. No question. You I think... Sue, it's dead. I take Aaron Donald is better than Khalil Mack. Really? I, that's what I think. Well, he didn't Aaron Donald... I think... Aaron Donald did win Defensive Rookie of the Year over Khalil Mack. Defense. CJ Mosley, which I said... Who, did, he, did he not win... Def, did he win Defensive Player of the Year this year? Khalil Mack? Yeah. No. Aaron Donald. Um, I'll check up on that real quick. I think he did. But, I mean, Aaron Donald, again, one of the best, if not the best. I think that they're, they'd be foolish not to... Yeah, he was named the Defensive Player of the Year. He's, There's no reason for him not to get paid. Yeah, they need to pay him. He had 11 sacks last year, 5 forced fumbles, 32 total tackles, 41 combined. I mean, he's a stud. There's no yeah. question. He's coming out of his rookie contract, 27... Defensive defensive guys, can, defensive pass rushers can play for a while. You look at Terrell Suggs, yeah. who's you know, only one of two players left from the 2003 draft. Only two. He's still there. He's still you know putting up numbers. Aaron Donald can go for a while. They gotta pay him quick. And the one man, all the crap goes to this man. Shows up to OTAs. The Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell Beckham. He Jr. He wants that luxury, luxurious contract that he deserves. And he's going to get it for showing up the OTAs. Look, as much as Odell Beckham is a little bit of a media circus, which you have to agree with, right? Yeah, I He guess. gets himself involved in a lot of different things he probably shouldn't. But he made the right move going to OTAs. I don't think staying out of OTAs actually helps your contract. I mean, it might just be me. But honestly, if you're not it, showing up... It doesn't up, help if you don't team, show up. What does the team want you? I mean, yes, you're good, but if you're not going to participate every time you have an argument with the team... You know, are they going to be more predisposed to sign you a contract? No. Maybe, maybe not. At least Odell showed up. Right. Odell shows up. He's going to get his contract. He's another one of those 2014 draft classes, which is basically all of these people not That's probably up. the best draft class in, in recent memory. In recent memory. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have just stud after stud in that class. That's Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. No, it was 2015. Right? 2014 was Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr. Khalil um, Mack. Khalil Mack. C.J. Mosley, Aaron Donald. OBJ. OBJ, Sammy Watkins. I mean, just, yeah, just on player and on. after player after player. That was a good draft class. But, yeah, OBJ. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. I thought that was 2015. I don't know. I think it was. But, look, OBJ needs some money. He, he deserves the money. Let's be he real. really does. He's I had mean, Whenever he's healthy, he's 1,000 yards receiving. Period. Just put the, it down. As much as the antics. Um, so, as much as, you know, these antics are a problem with Odell Beckham, right? He's still one of the best 
Actually, he is the. Let's just say it. He is the best receiver in the league right now. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, as a Giants fan, I think Julio Jones is better. I don't know. I think Julio Jones is coming off a little bit of a problem here. Um, I don't know. But I'll take it if you're going to say OBJ is the best. I'll say OBJ. I'll say it right now. OBJ is the best receiver, receiver in the league. Um, so he deserves the money. They got to pay him, you know, now, essentially. So, good on him for showing up to OTAs. Alright, and finally, our last topic. A little bit more serious than something we would normally talk about. A little bit controversial, so we're not going to try and poke any buttons here. But the National Anthem is, once again, a topic in the NFL. Um, Nick, you want to talk about it a little bit? Um, well, I think... I, I don't really... The situation really, is. It's... What happened, essentially? Kneeling at the National Anthem, people think it's disrespectful to our military okay. and to the flag, basically. And the president of the United States has come out yeah, and he, said he's got on the case. Has said that anyone who kneels should be fired automatically. Yeah. Really stirred up the pot there. I mean, regardless of what you think about the anthem, we can all agree it, it caused a problem, right? Yes. We had a debate about it for months. I mean, it just would never shut up. And so the NFL today, they come out and they say we've agreed to these new rules. You're gonna put in place about the protests. I think it works. You think that? Well, yeah. I think it's it's better than nothing, right? Because there's a you, you, there's a huge disconnect between the fans and the league at this point. You know, um, the league originally didn't take much of a stance at all. They just kind of sat back and said, said oh, it had let it happen, I guess. Yeah, and now then the ticket sales are down. And the and ratings. And you got and the ratings are down a little bit, but they were down already. And now they're like, okay, we need people to just not care about this anymore. We need. I think the rules are pretty good, actually. I think this is good for both parties. Yeah. Um. So, this came out, you know, now thirty minutes ago since we started this podcast, but we kind of wanted to wait until this came out. This is six points of the new rule. So this is what Roger Goodell announced today. The first point is that all team and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and national anthem. So everybody on the field, all referees, all players, all coaches, are going to stand for the national anthem, right? But this is um, not the only thing that you have to do. You know, you do not now have to be on the field. According to Roger Goodell, they're changing the game operations manual. They're revising it to remove the requirement that all players must be on the field for the National Anthem. Which means that on the third prong, personnel who choose not to stand for the Anthem may stay in the locker room or a similar location off the field until the National Anthem has been played. So this gives people a chance to still do their protest, protest without not igniting a flame that the NFL is going to have to, you know, suffer from. Yeah. Um... The fourth prong of this is a club will be fined by the league if personnel are on the field and do not stand and show respect for the flag. So it says do not stand, but also key there is show respect. So obviously they're going to be looking for things, you know, kneeling isn't just the ne- issue now. They can't kneel. You can't hoot and holler or jump around or something, apparently. Like what LaShawn McCoy did last year while the National Anthem was playing, he was like stretching out. You can't do that anymore, no. I guess. That was, I think that was the worst part. Like the kneeling... I, I wasn't too I was mad about kneeling. it because it was reverent, I believe, the kneeling. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, that big of a deal. But what well, LaShawn McCoy, he was, like, stretching, warming himself up during the National Anthem. That's just disrespectful. Look, 
Honestly, I have no problem if you kneel during National Anthem. Because I think it's actually more respectful than standing. Yeah. That's always how I've seen it, you know. But sitting is a little iffy, you know. I'm not trying to get too involved in this. But, you know. Don't you at, at see me. Where, yeah, don't at me. But you can at least see where people are coming from when they have a problem with this protest. Um, regardless of what the intention is, whatever it is, it's not, you know, it's not usually the intention that gets a lot of press. It's what it looks like. And what it looked like to people when Colin Kaepernick was sitting on the bench. Uh, he was, was disrespecting the military. Yeah. Whether or not that was true, which he really wasn't trying to do in his defense. That's what it came off What as. was he kneeling for? He was protesting what? about police brutality. For police brutality. Okay. Whether you see that as a problem or not, that's what he was doing. Um, so, another point on this new policy, each club may develop its own work rules consistent with the above principles regarding its personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flying national anthem, just essentially giving, you know, NFL teams some flexibility on what they can and cannot do, um, you know, where they can put their guys, you know, where they have to be, that, that kind of thing. And finally, the sixth and last prong of this whole, uh, policy, the commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on the league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the national anthem and fly. So essentially this just gives Roger Goodell the power to actually put this in place and, and actually be able to punish people. If he didn't have this power, then who cares about the rule because nothing can happen. Yeah. So this is essentially what that is. So overall, I think that this is something that works good for side. both parties. We'll see how it plays out. I would like to move on from the whole national yeah. anthem protest. I think it's distracting to football. I think everybody has a right to free speech, but I would like to see football played. All right, well, that is all we had to talk about today. Nick, is there anything else you want to touch on? Or no, we, uh, no, I'm ready to go. Wrap up guys a good day. Podcast here. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Goal Line Stance podcast. Um, hopefully, episode three comes out a little sooner than, than yeah, uh, the gap that. between episode one and two. We couldn't really work that out there, but we'll try to get that done uh, a little quicker. So, um, Nick, any last words you want to say to our listeners? No, we're good. Have a good one. All right. Everybody have a good day, and thank you for tuning into the Goal Line Stance. This is Christopher Linfont signing off for Nick Sparber and I.